Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Sheree Colbert, a.k.a. Life Coach ATL. I'm here with my co-host and daughter, Taylor Colbert. And we want to welcome you to our You Are Dope podcast, where we are here to uplift, inspire, spread some love, and have a little bit of fun while we're doing it. Our podcast will be airing every other Wednesday. In the meantime, in between time, make sure you be good to yourself. You are a gift to the world, and you are dope. What is going on, people? Yo, this week we are going to talk about imposter syndrome. For those of you do not know what that is... T, talk to the people. Tell them what imposter syndrome is. Hey, guys. Imposter syndrome, the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success inside, um, despite, like, all that you've been able to achieve. So say, for example, like, oh, I got a really high test score and I got into the school. But I'm sitting here like, I don't even know how I got in here. Like, everything is so hard. But I want to give up. Like, you don't feel like you're doubting yourself all of a sudden, even though you've come so far, like you've done so much work. Um, So I feel like that's imposter syndrome. Um, and it can leave you feeling like an fraud or, or like an imposter. And like you can start doubting your abilities. Um, So, yeah, okay. Pops, have you ever dealt with before? Imposter syndrome. Yes, I have. I had never felt that I was an imposter before until I started coaching. And when I started coaching, I realized this is like three years ago when I started coaching, I realized like that I was not living up to the standards that I was helping my clients and giving my clients all this knowledge and uh, giving my clients all this love and giving my clients all this like, you know, self-acceptance and um, talking about patience and things that I wasn't doing that. Like I would tell my clients about doing certain things and probably about 75% of it, I was like following and I was actually doing myself. But my patience though, when I was at home, it was ridiculous. Like I had no patience. Like, and I was just like always on edge. So in that aspect, I was like, damn, I'm a fraud. Like I'm not living up to what I'm supposed to be living up to. And am I even good enough to do this? Like, can somebody like myself, can I help people and teach people to be good to themselves and do all these things if I'm, if I'm not doing it myself. And then I started slowly doubting myself, like, yo, like, what's going on, man? Like, should you even be coaching? Like, is this something that you, you know, that you really passionate about, that you're good at that? And so, yeah, I, I definitely had imposter syndrome and it was really, really tough for me to even acknowledge it. Uh, it took me going to therapy and I she had to finally acknowledge that to my therapist because she asked me, she's like, do you ever feel like you have imposter syndrome because of you know, some of the behaviors that you've exhibited um, since you've been coaching. And I was like, at first I was like, nah, 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 nah. I don't have imposter syndrome. But after I thought about it, I had to come back later on and be like, yeah, damn, I do. I did feel like that. Um, and it was tough for me. It was tough for me to acknowledge. How about you? Have you? I feel like kind of, sort of. I feel like mine was, oh, sorry. Mine was kind of related to more so school-wise in terms of like me doubting my own success and how far I worked success and how far, how hard I worked to get my degree and stuff and other people, you know, graduating, but have apartments and houses and full-time jobs and stuff like that. So to me, I felt like I was doubting myself and overlooking my own success and my own achievements because I was kind of comparing myself to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just realistic expectations for what I had going on. So, yeah, like I'm my family's not a millionaire or a billionaire. So I don't know why I expect like, yes, to answer your question the short way I have. 
comparing yourself to others is like the biggest form of self-sabotage that you can possibly do to yourself. Um, and not only is it just self-sabotage, but it also just leaves you in a sense of, am I good enough? Because, you know, I see Susie Q over here. Susie Q got, you know, a house, a condo. She got this, she got that. But you don't know what it took for Susie Q to get there. So that's one thing that you got to think about when you start comparing yourself to others. You know, I'll give you like a real quick thing real quick is that I had a client that whose parents wanted him to come work with me. And when they did, it was close to the pandemic about being over or whatnot. And they were just saying like how all of the kids that he had went to school with, the majority of them had graduated. A lot of them had graduated. And here he was and he had not graduated yet. And I was like, well, if you're going to compare the people that graduated, you got to also compare the people that aren't here anymore. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, because there's some people that didn't make it in the pandemic and that committed suicide or died uh, because of COVID. You know, so when you do make sure you do comparisons, you make sure you compare both sides. And they were just like, oh, snap. I never thought about it like that. So, yeah, that that comparing yourself to other people, man, that can lead to that. So when you do compare or if you do compare, which I don't think that you should, you got to compare both sides because you don't know what Susie Q is going through at home to be able to afford that home and that those nice cars that she have. You don't know what she, you don't know how she's dropping it on the pole. You don't know what she's doing. So just don't compare. So what are some some forms of imposter syndrome, T? So from what I understand, there are four types, one being the perfectionist. So those people have like extremely high standards for themselves. And even like the slightest little mistake or the slightest setback will be like the end all be all like, oh, my God, I suck. I'm defeated. Like, am I who am I? Like just questioning themselves after that because they're just so I want this to be perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, And then after that is superhuman. And from what I understand, these are the people who overwork themselves constantly and outwork their coworkers and their peers and stuff. They use that to validate themselves. They set really high expectations for themselves professionally and personally um, as well. And then the natural genius. This is probably somebody like, I feel like maybe we did this to my sister Kennedy, where everything was coming in so easy to her at elementary school. And then now you're in middle school, high school, and things aren't coming so easy to you. And it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, what the heck? And it's kind of like, oh, I'm literally a natural genius. Like, all this stuff is coming easy to me. But now it's like I have to work and I have to actually study like this. It's not just going to be, oh, on the paper, you know? In that transition, some kids may think like, oh, I'm not as smart as I thought I was, or I'm not as good as not, I'm not as good as I thought I was, like stuff like that. And then uh, the expert, these people like to do research and stuff and get like a lot of knowledge before they start something new. And then really want to like have a bunch of skills that they can use in order to be an expert on that certain subject. So this relentlessness of trying to find all the answers and stuff can cause imposter syndrome. If, you, if they don't know something, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I don't know anything. Like, stuff like that. Like, they're going to self-implode. And then the last one, um, the soloist, is basically that person does not ask for help. Like, they'll die before they ask for help. They find it really challenging to ask for help. They think that once they ask for help, it minimizes their own abilities. Instead of taking it as, oh, I have to continuously learn how to do things in my life. Like, it's a sign of growth. And it's, a, it's not a sign of, oh, you're helpless. So, yeah, 
Do you kind of identify with any of those? Uh, I can't say that I necessarily identify with those, but I agree with those. You know, I'll, I'll tell everyone how I got through my imposter syndrome. And that was simply like I talked to my therapist about it and I knew I needed to make some changes. So it started with just little things and just working on my patients, reading up books about how to you know, be more patient, uh, doing more listening and starting to question things, but not in a uh, accusatory way. But, you know, just question things in a nice, calm way. And so that has helped me work on my patience, has helped me be kind to myself and helped me be more gentle with myself because I was not. And, you know, if you can't be good to yourself, you can't be good to others. And so I thought that I was being good until, like I said, my therapist asked me that question. Do you ever battle with imposter syndrome? And so since then, I don't. I literally live the way that I coach. And that is with compassion. That is with love. That is with understanding. That is with working on tools uh, to better myself. Uh, So I don't really I don't have I I, I can't honestly say that I have it anymore because I know that I'm good at what I do. And I know I I know I belong here. I know I deserve to be doing what I'm doing Uh, because I'm dope. I'm, I'm a dope coach. Like for real, if you get an opportunity to work with me, you should, because I'm really good at what I do. Period. So. There are some ways, though, that you can overcome imposter syndrome if you do have it. One, focus on your values and remind yourself what really matters to you. I I don't want to go into each one, but, you know, you can kind of define it on your own. Uh, Also, try to reframe your mindset around growth. You know, your life and your career is a journey. Um, It's a growth is a growth is essential for personal and professional development. So acknowledge the struggle. It's okay to do that. Be kind to yourself. As I just said, that is one of the things that I had to learn how to do for myself was to be kind to myself and realize that I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. So is everyone else. Don't get too bad on myself. Don't beat myself up. Don't self-sabotage. Once I realize that I've made a mistake and just say F it and throw everything out the window. Nah, it's okay. You made a mistake. You went over a speed pump. You didn't jump off the cliff. It's all good. Just go back and just work on it. So those are just a couple of tips um, that I can say that like really do help myself out and they could help you out. And the last one, instead of wondering what others are thinking about you, make it a habit to get a meaningful feedback from those that you really trust and respect. So if you have family members, if you have friends that you really and truly respect and you like, yo, I I appreciate this person's opinion, you can ask them like, yo, how do you feel like I'm doing in my job? How do you feel like I'm doing in this relationship? How do you feel like I'm doing in that? And they'll give you their honest opinion. But instead of you just being that's instead of you just being in your head the entire time. So anyway, that concludes our session for today of imposter syndrome. I really do hope that if you do have imposter syndrome, that we are allowed you to identify, first of all, and second of all, come up with some tips. You are not alone. I've battled with it as well. And I'm a life coach. And so everyone has, I'm sure, had some sort of imposter syndrome at one particular time in their life. So the key to it all is being good to yourself, be patient with yourself, give yourself grace. And I believe it with all my heart that you are dope. Dope. Yeah, let's go.